0: Hey, everybody. This is Michael here. It's 12 o'clock, just gone 12 o'clock, and it is the I Love Real Estate Success Show. Uh, Now, this this is something we've been doing pretty regularly, mostly every week on Fridays. And the reason, and I keep on mentioning this every week, is to give you a little bit of an insight into what students are doing within the I Love Real Estate community. What are they doing? What deals are they doing? Uh, What obstacles have they had to overcome? And also a little bit of an insight into, well, um, how are things working for them? Um, And a little bit about insight into their journey. And the reason is so that you can actually have a look at that and go, you know what, that's actually pretty relatable to me. I want to do something similar and give you a little bit of inspiration, a bit of motivation, and also a little bit of insight and appreciation. So, Today, we have Luke, who's joined us. Hey, Luke, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, Michael, how are
0: you? Doing very well, doing very well. And um, as always, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, getting into and finding out a little bit about your journey and, um, yeah, sharing it with everyone uh, uh, here, hey?
1: Yep, sounds good.
0: Good, good. Hey, well, um, the interesting thing I always find is everyone, when they join the community, they're coming from a different space and you've got your own kind of interesting kind of background and story uh, when you joined, didn't you? I mean, you only, only joined a few years ago, didn't you? Was it uh, 2017?
1: 2017, yep. Yeah. End of financial year, just, almost.
0: Was that, was that a financial decision before the end of financial well, year? Well, it
1: was, it was an easy way to get my father to use his credit card to pay for the, the ultimate fee um, with the promise that I would pay him once my tax return came through. Um, being a somewhat broke not long out of uni poor uni student um yeah it was just an easy way to go hey dad can you throw your credit card over pay the five grand and um i'll pay you back when my tax return comes in so
0: and that clearly worked out well for both of you
1: yeah it did it did
0: yeah and can, can you use a
1: bit of an idea hey, he's calling me right now so <laughs> a, bit, a bit like beetlejuice say his name too many times and he appears
0: that's <laughs> funny how that happens, hey. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Um can you give us a bit of an idea of your background because um you're 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 Victorian based, you've grown yep. and born and bred here. Um yep. give us a bit of an idea of where you were coming from before you joined because obviously the decision making process to join would have been a, a different one for you too.
1: yep So, uh living in Shepparton, um grew up in well not actually Shepparton, I grew up in Marutna, uh which is sort of the sister town it's the other side of the um of the river but no one's heard of Maroopna, so we just refer to it as Shep. Um, grew up there, did all my schooling there. Did a stint in Melbourne for uni for three years or so, um, and then we ended up moving back to Country Victoria um, after after uni. So I, I wanted to stay in Melbourne for a, a little bit longer and, and live the the, um, the apartment lifestyle, but my at the time fiance now wife decided, "No, let's let's go home." So we we moved back to the country. So, um, and that's when I started my, 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 training. So I went to uni to become a valuer. Um, and then I I spent uh, eight years uh, as a valuer for Heron Todd White, uh, which is the largest valuation company in Australia, uh, doing residential valuations. So I've got uh, over 14,000 residential valuations under my belt. Um, yeah. And that's sort of, where we are, we're still in Shepparton now. Um, it's it's good. It's a nice pace of of, um, of life up here. So, so
0: that's that's a, that's a pretty interesting kind of uh, backstory for you as well. Fourteen thousand valuations. So you you're you're really kind of pretty um, knowledgeable, understanding, and experience when it comes to property. Um, I'd like to hope. What, so. <laughs> so so what was the, what was the reason to join? Obviously, you know it's like you know you, you're you're literally dealing with property on a daily basis with 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 what you do um, from the valuation side of things. why why did you kind of you know decide to join didn't
1: Well, mum and dad were property investors or still are I won't talk about them in past tense. they they are in pro- property investors. Uh, they started about two thousand, I think it was. Um, I was about 10, 11 at the time. Um and they've amassed quite a portfolio, but it was under the old way of buy negatively geared property, hang on to it forever, um, you know, buy buy 10, sell five, keep five sort of thing, um, all purchased in their own names. But they got to a decent sized portfolio and they're now selling that down. But I wanted to do something in that space, but wanted to do it a bit better. And I thought there's got to be a way to do things that are better than just buy, hold for 20 years and then be able to retire at 50 rather than 60. Um, and, you know, I think it was, don't quote me, I think it was Facebook thing that popped up. Thought I'll do some do some scrunching. And I'm, I'm quite, I'm sceptical about a lot of this sort, sort of stuff because I know there's a lot of sharks out there and things like that. So I did a lot of, research and, and stuff like that and then went along to the one dayer and um even my father was well when we went down to the one dayer mum made dad promise that i wouldn't buy anything and then when we came back mum said you know did he buy anything and dad said well technically no and uh, what are you talking about and dad's like i paid for it and he said if he had a known this sort of stuff just from the one day back when they started, it would be very, very different to where they are now. So
0: wow, hey. Interesting. What a, what an interesting kind of yeah thing. A nice way a nice way to join, especially coming, you know, with, with your family. Yes. So um what was it like for you, like when you were young and they were kind of getting into property? Did you get into it at all? <laughs>
1: I hated it. Um, so my my Saturdays when you know mates are at Oz and stuff. Mind you, I was never into into footy. I'm a hockey player. Um, but you know mates are at, at footy and things like that. I was going to open homes and, and auctions. Um, you know school holidays. Mates are, are going you know going to the beach, going to Queensland, doing doing stuff like that. We were going to houses and doing maintenance and painting and and cleaning and and doing all that in between tenants. So I didn't love school, um, but I hated holidays even more. Um, So I actually vowed and declared that I would never go into property. Um, And then fast forward a couple of years and my whole life revolves around property. Um, Not only my job, but it's also a hobby, which is a bit sad at times.
0: It's it's I mean, I think it's actually quite amusing that you've you know, you've 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 come up from a life of you know where you absolutely hate it and now it's just the roles are actually reversed as well. Yeah,
1: it has. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm I'm far more into property than what my parents are.
0: Wow, wow. And you probably would have learnt a stack. I mean, would would you, you know, when you at that age?
1: Yeah, like I was I was a, a 10, eleven year old that knew what a, a loan to value ratio was, knew what a line of credit was even though they're not really used that much anymore but um you know all all these sorts of things negative and positive gearing you name it i knew what they were um which is weird as a as a 10 11 year old and then you know we'd, we'd go on on car trips and stuff and and i'd sit there and i'd start talking to that about property concepts and stuff like that nothing Nothing groundbreaking, but it was more getting my little brain around things rather than pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, the good thing was my parents have always been quite open about finances. Um, I know more about my parents' financials and what my mother does. So it's the common joke is if dad falls off his perch, I've got to basically look after mum because she's got no idea. Um, and I suppose to a point, ignorance is bliss, but that. The concept of money has never been really taboo in our in our household, and I know with a lot of other families it is. Mm. But because I was brought up like that, I speak like that, and sometimes people get a bit. You know, we're talking about. You know, we can talk about you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but we can't talk about money like that. It's just you can't do that. Mm. So it's just the way the way you're brought up and the cultural yeah. thing.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And did you like when when you were growing up, did you actually feel like your your parents were trying to teach you, or was it just you were just going along because that's what they were into?
1: They wanted to teach me, but it's, it's sort of hard because as as that young, you sort of can't see it. you can't see the forest from the trees um, i I have learned a lot over the years just from what do I call it? Like learning from osmosis, just being around those people, you pick up things and, and dad had all the books, you know, the rich dad, poor dads and, and all of that. And I think the first one I actually read was rich kid, poor kid, which mm. is I think he's um, Robert Kiyosaki's third or fourth book. And then Jan Summers uh, was building wealth story by story because the stories were only a page to two pages long Um and I found that was really good because they were short and sharp. They could keep my attention span. They didn't go too deep. Um, and then yeah, it's just sort of grown from there. Mm.
0: Interesting, hey. Very, very different uh, upbringing to a lot of other people I've spoken to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very unique. So um, so Luke, how did how did things change for you? Like when when you got into the training, what was the things that you know kind of changed? When and what did you get into when you first started?
1: Um. <laughs> it was a lot like like i said i've got a, i've got a degree in property valuations but it nothing like what you learn in in the within the community with the training that's that's on offer um i, I used to get up at 4am before i'd i'd start prepping my jobs for work just so i could get in an hour to an hour and a half of of watching the old boot camps and going over them and over them and over them and i think i Within a three or four week period, I'd, I'd watched them all like twice. Um and then I being on the road a lot, I would also use the what do they call it, the um the the university of the the car and just listen to, you know, back when CDs were were still a thing, which isn't that long ago, but I had the the CD set and I would just listen to the discs because um, a lot of my evaluations happened in places where you didn't get any any phone reception, so streaming things just wasn't an option. Um, and, yeah, that, that's how I consume content is. I'm, I'll just listen to it and just repeat it four, five, six times. I'm happy to do that. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was getting up at 4 a.m., getting the, getting the information down, taking the notes, and, yeah. But it still took took us almost three years to to get into our first project from you know from go to woe. Uh there was a couple that we we offered on and things just didn't line up, whether it was, you know, the um the outcome wasn't wasn't right or whatever. We had a couple of false starts.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you've really kind of delved into the education full on, and especially like that's pretty dedicated. Four AM, getting in an hour or an hour and a half, you know, before training, and then you know, yep, using your um, your car as your as your office space to you know, and 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 your training as well. Um, interesting. And I the I've got to say, this is the one of the things that I see again and again and again, especially with um, those students who've gone out and and obviously they're doing well, is that. The education is paramount. it's just getting in dive in delve into the information and just go through treat it like tafe treat it like uni whatever it is, but it's wanting to absorb as much as much as you can and um and obviously it uh, it paid off might might have been a little bit longer than what you thought, but hey, you know what you i' like setup...
1: to, I'd like to say that i i was i'd listened to it five and six times, you know because I wanted to really bet it down, but for my holy brain. It's five or six times to, to, because I'm I normally listen to things while I'm doing things, so I'm only a quarter listening. Um, but for me, it's either I quarter listen while I do something, or I listen to music or or some you know a podcast or an audio book. Like, do, do I try and use that time to be doubly productive, or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's sort of where I landed was let's let's be a little bit doubly productive.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And look, and it does work. Um, I actually spoke to another chap in Melbourne and he was like, um, with his work, he had the ability to be able to listen to things. He went through Dipner's YouTube channel, the I Love List, that YouTube channel, listened to everything, every interview, every story, everything that was up there. And then he just called up Knowledge Source and said, hey, guys, I want to join. And they're like, but we don't even have you in our system. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, listen to everything. Don't, don't need to ask. How much is it? I just want to join. And it was, but it was from that repetitiveness of, of just yep. yeah, doing that day in, day out, day in, day out. Yeah, awesome. And obviously, as uh, Annamis has mentioned, very determined and very disciplined as well.
1: Depends who you ask. <laughs> Obsessive, maybe.
0: Obsessive. Well, you know, it's, I'm sure there's a variation of that point of view as well um so look let's get into so now what um uh, when it comes to the training was there something that really kind of impacted you like oh that's what i need to know because this i think would be really a little bit unique for you coming from such an experienced kind of background
1: it was more just the level like the broadness of opportunities in like just in residential um it's something that you know people know that there's Airbnbs out there, mm. but I always saw an Airbnb as you know it's a it's someone who's got the the beach house or the city apartment or something they they use as an an occasional weekender, and they'll they'll put it on Airbnb for a little bit to to make some money to pay the the rates and the insurance and, and maybe a bit of the mortgage and, and whatever. I didn't see it as a strategy. Then you sort of start going into the training and Airbnb is an actual strategy and these people doing phenomenally well doing just Airbnb. Um, mm-hmm. Something as simple as that, to me, wasn't even a concept. It was buy a house or buy a block of units or a unit, um, maybe tart it up, not do anything too major, you know, cosmetic reno and rent it out. And then in 10 to 15 years' time, probably tart it up again and rent it out. Um, not looking at stacking strategies and, and things like that. It wasn't, wasn't on my radar and it wasn't that I didn't know that it was possible, but you can't, sometimes you just can't see the forest from the tree, something that's Mm. simple. You just need someone else to point it out to you. And then you go, Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. I could do that. And I don't know why I didn't think of that myself. So, and that, that for me was that big, light bulb was there is more out there than just buying you know a residential house or a commercial property and just renting it out week mm. by week
0: mm. it's actually I've got, I've got to say it's so interesting to hear this coming from you who've kind of like once again i go back to it in the industry for so long and then suddenly it's that light bulb moment when you've got a different shift a different point of view that's well, been uh as we, well shared by Dipna
1: we did a subject at uni called property investment. And it was looking at uh, using discounted cash flows, which you would use when you're valuing high, like big assets, like a Westfield shopping centre. You wouldn't use a discounted cash flow, even on like the local Coles or Woolies store. You'd be doing it on the whole facility of 30 shops plus that. You know, I've never once used it as a valuer. A, a discounted cash flow. So that was the the investment side was more that high level retail, almost your in um, super fund in you know value investment. Um, didn't touch anything on this. Yeah, you know, wow. talk about trust. Didn't talk about anything like that. Um, yeah, just very very different.
0: Wow! Wow! Uh, we we hear this we hear this often too, don't we? Yeah. Hey, so um, so Luke, let's get into some of your deals because you've um, yep. you started. It, it, obviously, you went through, immersed yourself in the training, um, diligently getting through it again and again and again, and then you um, you got into your deal. What, what was your first deal that you got into?
1: So our first deal was a build and flip. Um, it was a, a block of land in a residential estate in Shepherd and. Um, The block was 700 square metres, I think it was, roughly. Um, So we got a volume builder to build a house on it. Uh, The numbers stacked up and being a valuer, I knew what all the building rates were for all the builders in in town. So that was an easy choice to make. Um, And then... Yeah, just built it. And then um, about, oh, what was it? Framing, probably a lockup stage was when COVID started to hit um, and, you know, the, the country started shutting down. And, you know, work was sort of saying, well, the, the pipeline has dried up. Um, and for, for us as valuers, well, if, you, if you're not out right in valuations, you're basically, you're not getting paid. Um, and they were talking about paying us 80%. Um, of our of our salary and and but still having to output 100% because um, those numbers work somehow um, and yeah so we sort of we were fretting um, we'd not long had our first child um, my wife was on maternity leave we were in our forever home so we, were, we had a, a fairly sizey mortgage um, and with all the stress that was happening, I ended up going into quite a bit of depression um, and thought, you know what, we just need to to offload this. So we chucked it on the market at about fixing stage. um, And I said to the agent, look, if they wanna take it without landscaping, they can take it without landscaping and it will be this price. If they want it landscaped, it's gonna cost me some more money and therefore we're looking at trying to get this price. the people that bought it ended up wanting it without landscaping cool no worries um so literally we sort of signed them up around it was around that fixing stage once we got the um certificate of occupancy it was seven days later and we were were settled on the sale we made about 55 grand um on that and at the time we were we were stoked with that um absolutely stoked Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, did you put a lot of time and effort into it into this deal
1: not really um, <laughs> the good because... thing being an area expert you know being a valuer being in the town knowing everything I knew everything right off the back of my hand so the the hours of research that should go into into it normally was being done on a daily basis in my job so that one made a sort of a get out of jail free card but it probably took two to three hours of of getting stuff ready for for the mortgage broker um, to get the loan over the line. Um, It was then maybe an hour with the builder just finalising the plan and tweaking a few things, probably another hour to do the colours. And that was about it. So it was probably all up about five or six hours. Um, And, you know, we, we made 55 grand. so what, just shy of 10 grand an hour or somewhere in the vicinity of 10 grand an hour, which I'll take that any day no, no
0: wonder you're stoked at that,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: ten grand an hour awesome, yeah. awesome so great start to 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 getting in with your first deal and then you you went and did that again, did you
1: yeah we we'd already contracted on another block in an estate just next door, and it was an unconditional contract, so we couldn't back out of that Land hadn't jumped in price at the time, so we thought. Let's do something a little bit different that hasn't really been done in the area before. Let's get some con- concept drawings done. Let's sell it off the plan before we'd even turn to soil. So we did that. We got some, got a local to do some, some plans. Um, they weren't fantastic. Uh, they were obviously good enough because before we'd even gone to site, we'd sold the property. Um, and that ended up making about 60 grand. Um, so we thought, yeah, we're we're doing all right here, like, yeah. You know, but then every, you know, every month or two that went past, it's like, oh, we could have sold it for 10 grand more. Oh, now it's 20 grand more, oh now it's 30 grand more, oh, oh, oh. But you do what you do at the time with the tools that you have. You know, for all we knew, the market was still gonna tank. Um, you know, a lot of people around here lost. Lost jobs, lost a lot of work. Uh, a lot of our economy uh, is based on backpackers, you know, with picking, uh, picking fruit and tomatoes and stuff. Uh, or tomato is a fruit, or is it a vegetable? That's it's for like you talk to. Yep. That's that's for a, a few beers in, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, we sort of thought, nah, let's just let's get get the the runs on the board. You know, one in the hands worth two in the bush. Well, it probably needed to be one in the hand worth three in the bush because we probably could have sold that for about three uh, – and made probably three times more profit than what we did. Wow,
0: wow yeah, yeah. But
1: hindsight's a beautiful thing, um, and you just do what you do at the time.
0: Yep, yep, indeed, indeed. Yep, okay. And, and I suppose you've got to remember as well um, that uh, Victoria was going through a bit of a tough time during COVID. It was bad. There was, it, was not, it was not the nicest kind of um, vibe. In the state. A lot of things were shut down. A lot of things, you know, um obviously it was bad everywhere, but but Victoria it was um yeah, they did have some pretty stringent kind of shutdown laws and it and it did uh it did hit a lot of um especially small businesses pretty hard, really hard actually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it's a it yeah. Hindsight, yeah, you can see it see it back, but at the time, yeah, tough decision. So yeah. 100%. Uh, now, so are you are you getting into a bit of a cookie cutter with this one, Luke? Because it seems yeah. like you've, you've you've got a bit of a bit of a on, on a roll, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're, we're getting we we were getting better, um, but even with with the builder, we ended up betting down um, a plan. It wasn't that build; it was about build four. We found the plan, um, but like our color selection went from an hour down to. I can do a whole house now in 12 minutes. Um, That's my record. And that's all the finishes, all the colours, everything. Um, Makes things easy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So it becomes no longer 10 grand an hour. It's now 10 grand for 12 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So, But, yeah, no, it was getting better. Um, And the good thing was at the time here in town, your finished product was worth, you know, straight away without any sort of market movement was worth that 50 to 60 grand more than what it cost with that particular builder. Um, And then once COVID started heating up, that was blown way out of the water. Mm
0: -hmm. So, um, So with the next deal, that was pretty much the same um and with uh and but you did you get a bit more profit for that one
1: yeah so what we did is instead of selling it at the front end we waited until it was done then we got the photos taken then we we marketed and sold it um and it ended up being 160 grand profit off that one there so Mm -hmm. it was And look, it was in the same estate as the the one previously that we made 60 grand on. It was just the difference in timing, and that was literally the COVID growth. The build contract did go up, I think it was by about 15,000 because it was a a little... No, no, it was a bit more than that, I think. It might have been 20 because it was a slightly bigger house and we'd specced it up a little bit better um, in the hope to try and... And, and as it was at the time, we, we set the record for the estate because it was still a fairly new estate. But we built a really good product. And once it was done, people just said, you know, this is a really nice house. You know, this is something. And we even sort of looked at it. Myself and my wife looked at each other and said, you know, wouldn't mind moving into this. It's, it's not too bad. Um, and, yeah, it was, like I said, we ended up selling that and made about one hundred and sixty. Um that was after that's after g s t um but before tax
0: well yeah 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 nice, nice one, and also like um the value of completing completing the whole cycle and um and and, and with the finished product yeah yeah yep. um what comes next?
1: well, a little penny drop that um you know I was listening to a to a, a, um, a recording and, and sort of said, well, if you can do your own projects, you can be joint venturing and I'll literally stop the recording. And then, you know, put together some, some proposals for, for JVs and went from doing sort of one at a time to managing four at a time. Um, so went went to the the community with um, a JV proposal and, and ended up picking up one. Um, so that was that was really good. That one was in Highalla, which is sort of Shepparton South. Uh, it's Melbourne side of, of Shepparton. Um, picked up a 900 square metre block for 139, I think it was, or 129. Um, close to a shopping centre, close to a school, crack and little spot. Um, that one there sold and settled. I think it was about. A- last year
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that one there was about 150 grand was the the um the profit on that one which we yeah. then spent from there so that one was good um had another one from a an i love real estate member who'd been following me and what my business was doing and then sort of reached out and said hey you know can we work together blah 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 and i sort of said oh look the boat's sort of gone because the blocks that we were paying a hundred and Fifty four and now two hundred and ten, and she sort of said, "Well, I don't care. Like we've got nothing else to go on. To I'd rather get into something than not have anything." All right, no worries. So jumped in and and did what we needed to do and and sort of packaged it all up and and did that. Managed it for it. Uh, she's Melbourne based, and um, and that one there was just shy of a hundred grand profit, even though she paid at the time huge dollars for the block um now it's i'd take five of them at the, that price uh, <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah, yeah yeah how the so, market moves yeah
1: yeah so um and then a a friend of mine from from hockey um sort of said oh I like what you're doing got some lazy cash line around can we do something yep let's do it so we're just in the final phases of landscaping that one in, like as we speak now um I was there doing the irrigation this morning um and that one there will probably be about 150 160 grand profit on that one too but they're going awesome. to keep on so it'll be up to the the valuer to determine what our um what our margin is
0: and obviously you get a different valuer to yourself
1: yeah I, I'm not working for, for the big boys anymore. I've I've stepped away. I only do private stuff for family law and, and things like that now and capital gains tax um yep. things like that, but you can tweet to the value sometimes. So
0: interesting, interesting, good, good. Hey, well um uh now uh is that it do you have anything else? No.
1: no? Well we we loaded up on, on blocks of land before everything, especially with the building price boom, to basically go, let's just keep to venturing, let's keep to venturing. or well, with the amount that land has gone up, we sort of thought, nah, you know what? Let's just flip the blocks. Um, so what happened was we just started going, you know what, sell it. Once they get close to titled, Sell them, sell them, sell them. Um, and we're sort of making about a hundred grand off a block. Uh, there were some that we made 40 to 50 off. Um, and we're only holding those for about seven days. So we're bought, like we're on selling them before we settle on them. Uh, uh we yeah. settle on them seven days after titles. We're then on selling them seven days later. Um so, yes, there's, you know, yes, we've got to pay stamp duty and, and all of that, but it's a cost of doing business. Um, it comes back to that velocity of money. You know, we can make a hundred grand in seven days for about two hours worth of work. You know, it's $50,000 $50, an hour or it's about $15,000 a day. Like,
0: it's, wow.
1: it's about making that money work as, as fast as possible.
0: Yeah. Um, this, is, this is a really interesting point. Um, and I, I actually want to expand on this because this is, this is a really fascinating concept. Uh, and, I, and I think that it, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to wrap your head around. And um, you, you have a term that you call the, the velocity of money. Is that right? We were talking a bit earlier, and and I just I really want you to kind of right right now. I think is probably the perfect time to, to probably just kind of like expand Mm -hmm. on what you just mentioned because um it's a fascinating concept, and you're with the speed at which you are turning these around, um and the amount of time and effort you're putting into them, um yeah. Dollars dollars to hour is phenomenal. So can you expand on that on on the on this concept of Yep. I think it's, it's what you call, isn't it, the, the velocity of money? I,
1: I'll, I'll take credit for the term, but I did hear yeah. it somewhere. I can't think of where I heard it um, to, to, to reference that person. But the view is if you can, if I said to someone, hey, do you want to make $100,000 uh, and it's going to take you 100 hours worth of work? Or do you want to make $50,000 and it's going to take you 10 hours of work? Most people will go, Oh, I'll take the 100,000 because it's, it's, it's more, it's a bigger number. It's like, but what about that 50,000 for 10 hours? Well, it's, it's 10% of the time, but it's only half the money. So could you then use that other 90 hours to find another one or another two or another three or four projects that you can make 50 grand off each one? And go well. Instead of making fifty, I've actually made one hundred and fifty, or two hundred, or two hundred and fifty in the same amount of time that I could have made the first hundred. Maybe, or do you look at it and go fifty grand? That's not a bad payday for stuff or work. If I do one of those a year, I'm happy with that. Even better. Like it's it's about making that money work faster than. You can make your money work hard, but it's about making it work fast. Mm. So, and, and I, I'm trying more and more to fine, fine tune everything. So it's less hours working and more hours enjoying. Um, but it, normally, what happens is if you go to work and you're working five, five days a week and you're making 100 grand, as soon as you go down to four days a week, you'll drop from 100 to 80. So you've got more enjoyment time, but you're also losing a little bit on the on the money time. So you probably can't enjoy as much as you want to. Well, I want to drop this and still have this or even increase the enjoyment level. So that's that's my goal in life.
0: mm mm-hmm. It it really kind of comes back to how much you value your time. Because if you're gonna spend, like you mentioned, a hundred hours, that's a hundred hours of your time that you have to find from somewhere to invest in or it's 10 hours of your time that you have to find in order to invest in so it's like how much is your time worth and all you're saying is your time is worth a whole lot more than
1: because you know? i found a way to do it for, for yeah. some people out there 100 hours for 100 grand is awesome because that's that's a thousand dollars an hour um and that could be 10 20 30 times more than what they're making currently so they go hell yes sign me up for a thousand dollars an hour that's cool um i've just found a way to, to make more than that quicker and and that's not a not a brag it's i just i want to work less and enjoy more
0: yeah absolutely absolutely phenomenal phenomenal um Luke, that's that that's kind of where you're at right now, isn't it? You've 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 done all those the 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 deals, the six deals we went through. Now you're doing this this flip strategy as well that's working exceptionally well um from a return point of view. Um look, from where you're at and also your history and your understanding and being involved with property for such a long time, it's kind of like uh it's I'm I'm sure someone will probably say, you know what, oh, that must be easy for you because you know.
1: It's always yeah, easier for everyone else.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, is there is there something that you've run into, like a like a problem or an issue or something? And it's like, oh, you know what? How how did you overcome it? What was what you know, like an obstacle? And you give us give us a viewpoint of, you know, what slowed you down, what stopped you, what's something that's kind of maybe um, hasn't gone to plan.
1: Yeah. Just before I go on to that, though, sometimes people go, "Oh, it's, it's easy" and stuff like that. Sometimes, though. It being harder and coming from nothing or having no other way out is actually better because you've got to work it. You know, you've got to make it work. Otherwise, there is nothing else. When it's easy, it's like, yeah, but if it doesn't work, I can go back to my cushy job tomorrow. So, there's two ways to look at it. Yeah, it's 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 easy when you know you might be in a, in a well-paying job or or have a family with money or, or whatever, and it's easy. But then the next person who's come out of divorce and, you know, a single mom with two kids and who's put the last $5,000 into, you know, the ultimate course is sometimes that is actually a better outcome because they will get the results because they have to get the results. It's basically a life or death. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's something that people always say, oh, you're lucky. Yeah, you make your own luck. Um, you know, lucky people keep getting luckier. There's a reason for that because um, it's because of work but yep. my personal demons were the fact that i was too conservative um, you know i'd look at something and go mm, you know once i do everything and well it might only be 30 grand profit yeah it's 30 grand profit but then as soon as you go and you know you might do some excavation in the back and find you know a boulder well there's 10 grand gone and then oh, what if you find asbestos well there's another 10 grand and then we're down to only making $10,000 for for all this work? No, it's not really worth it. But then other people would be doing deals in similar areas and doing similar strategies and making money. And I'm thinking this was the the constraint. Um, Mm -hmm. I had the knowledge it was just I was being far too conservative. But it ended up in the end because of COVID, it ended up being really good because the the profits that I said to my JV partners that we would get, we ended up getting like fifty thousand dollars more because everything else had changed. So it's it's one of those things that it's if I look at it with my conservative view, and it and it's right on the border of it's going to work, then it probably will. Um, and that's something that I had to sort of do with my mindset—is back myself a bit more. Um,
0: yep. It, it's a classic one, isn't it? Mindset. I think it. 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 Uh, yeah. So many. It's just. I think everyone has to go for whatever point it is where it's just change. Change that shift. Shift. Shift gears.
1: And uh, that's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Namus was saying, Hey, I'm, I'm being you know, concept being conservative is actually um, their problem as well. Um, got a question here from, from David, um, beginner, retired accountant. Um, started on the course material, um, just wants to know a bit more of a detailed example of the flip on your block land purchase. Do you sell the block just with a plan in place? Is that a no. quick flip? No, no, nah,
1: nah. so we we build them, but we've we build them with a, a volume builder. So for me, it was there was no hands on you know no project management at all it was just let it go um and they would they'd do it all for you um being a valuer and looking at the all the different contracts and things like that I I knew what the rate per square meter was um I didn't choose the cheapest because the quality was crap for that that builder so I chose the second cheapest um and I'd done some some work with them before, and that's that's the way we went so the second one was a bit closer to what you're saying with the you know the concept plan, but we actually delivered a finished product like it was a turnkey package um and actually, after we did the second one, we didn't do blinds anymore because we had. The people going, oh, I really like the blind that you've got in that room, but the one in that room's a bit different. So we just said, you know what, stuff it, let's not do blinds anymore and they can put their own spin on it. Yep. Does that answer your question, David?
0: Add it in, add it in their own creativity. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Good, good. Uh, w- w- one other question, Luke, is um, because you're now doing into JVs, you probably have a process of how you, ascertain who is a good joint venture partner or not like you do your own due diligence is there any chance you could give us a bit of an insight into what that is for you because dimna has she has a due diligence video on the on the website and it says you know you've got to do due diligence on the deal you've got to do your numbers not be reliant upon somebody else but also you should do due diligence on the person yep. do you do you want to share a little bit about you know how you go about that process
1: yeah so my my due diligence on the person is probably not something that's recommended. Um, I do it by gut feel. If I start getting the heebie jeebies about someone or going, mm, something doesn't seem right with this person, um, I normally start backing out. Um, and I like sometimes I like playing the, the dumbest person in the room and downplay my knowledge. So then you can see whether someone's talking the talk, but not able to necessarily walk the walk um you know sometimes people come in there they're quite um you know cocksure of themselves and, and go, oh yeah and so you go oh explain that to me oh and you're like well that's not right but you don't call them out on you, you go, oh yeah and, and you mentioned that oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's not right either so i then start going yeah nah put them to the side um and look, it's, it's worked for me. It probably won't if I'm doing bigger projects, but these smaller projects, it's sort of been, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually found that people inside the community are better to work with than ones outside because the ones outside don't necessarily understand that there's a process that happens, there's things that are controllable and uncontrollable, people outside of the community sort of go, well, if the builder can't get bricklayers there, well, that's your fault. Well, I'm not a bricklayer. Like, I'm not out there putting the bricks down and, and it's not because I'm sitting down watching Netflix and not doing a house. Like, you can't get trades. Okay? It's, it's an Australia-wide thing. Everyone knows about it, but apparently you're the only one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas, yeah, I found that the people inside the community have been far more receptive to that and there's been far less educating and trying to get people up to your you know up to the level that they need to be to to make a decision than someone who's coming in quite green
0: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's 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 the one key thing is is having that education you're on the same plane to a a certain extent on the same play. And I've got to say as well, that there's something to be said about um, uh, gut instinct as well. Um, You know, that really does, uh, it does play a part. And if it works, and if you've got that right sense as well, um, not everyone has it, but if you do and it works, it's, I know a lot of people and they kind of, they will go off that more than a lot of other things. And it's like, and and it pays itself out. So um, not something that we kind of, kind of say yes you should no. do this or not but it it certainly it um... you can't
1: you sort of can't teach it either no um no. but I I sort of learned that if you and one thing that anyone can do like not everyone has the gut feel or able to tune into that but one thing that you can do is is listen a bit more and shut your mouth a bit more and sometimes people will people will fall into their own trap um you know, and whether it's whether it's malicious or or just being ill informed, that will then allow you to make decisions from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that um, we've got to say as well is that you're, you're coming from a very educated background. You know, in regards to what you need and what you want, and so it's a, it's 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 quite a bit uh, unique to you, like you mentioned. So, yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, hey Luke, so so is your life different now? to when you first joined?
1: Very much so. Um, so when I first joined, I was working big hours um, for Todd White, was earning good dollars. Um, in the, what was I there? Eight years. In the eight years that I was there, my, my salary went from about 50, I think it was, 50 grand when I was straight out of uni and I finished on 173. So it was you know, about a $15,000, $18,000 pay rise literally every year because you were just able to, yeah, you got more efficient. It was like a cookie cutter. You, you're able to get more jobs out and therefore valuers are paid on on bonus structure. The more valuations they do, the more they get paid. So you're able to pump out more work. But now I've got a lot more time. Um, you know, we've got two little girls now. Um, I drop them off with my wife nearly every day and pick them up from daycare nearly every day that makes it sound like they're in daycare every day. They're only in daycare twice a week, but we're always there to drop them off and pick them up nearly all the time. And actually one of the the educators sort of said, Oh, you know, you and Luke always do the drop-offs together. And Shree said, Oh yeah, we, we actually, we work from home. Um, so we can do that. So yeah, it's, it's great. Um, the other thing is too, just time to to do what I want. Um, I'm not having to run around after someone else. I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and so it's 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 a bit of a long way from the stresses because you mentioned that you went went through quite a bit of stress. stress. But with with your first deal, remember the first deal oh, you're yeah. going through, you were kind of like, oh, you know, first one there, just had a baby, bit of depression, that kind of stuff, all kicking in.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's. The the stress back then was the stress of the unknown. Yeah, it's still a little bit like that now working for yourself, because it's got to get deals, got to get deals, got to get deals. Um, otherwise we don't eat. Um, but yeah, it's not as not as much as as the the stress of um of valuing. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So.
0: Good to hear, and it's uh, certainly nice to have um, have the time with your family yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Luke, with with where you're at, what you've done, done the deals and, and so forth, and and what you've achieved, what kind of advice would you give? If someone's like a brand-new student, um, we've, and we've mentioned there's a couple of new students as well that have come on, what advice would you give to them when they're first joining up?
1: um look you need to go through need to go through the training um go through it go through it religiously go through it two or three times um you might think that you're being a bit thick you might think that you're overdoing it but you're just not um because at the end of the day like you're making big financial decisions off the knowledge that you've gained um and if you've you know, if you've crossed your wires or zigged when you should have zagged, it, you're talking about a lot of money. It's not like shares where you're whacking in five grand. If you lose your five grand, you lose your five grand. Uh, find me a property that I can buy with five grand and I'll sign up every day. Um, but yeah, it's just, you've got to do the training. You've And sometimes you do have to make a leap of faith um, with these things. So... It's yeah. Trust trust what you can do. Um mm. Mm. is what it is.
0: And uh and that training. It's education. Oh. Dipna it always says this, education is the key. It is. Education I was, is the key. I'm
1: gonna plug my computer into a charger.
0: Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So um so while you're doing that, there is a question that came through from David. Uh what? and he was mentioning why you only focused on your most nearby areas and that's probably going to be something that Dipner recommends as well. You do look in your local area because that's, you know, that's generally there. But for you?
1: For me, a um, couple of reasons. One, value in the area. No one knows this area like I do. Um, and that's probably big noting myself, but I would be hard-pressed to find someone who knew the area or knows the area as good as what I do. Uh, and therefore, I was able to make decisions literally straight away. Um there was that. And also while I was working full time, I didn't have the time to travel to other areas. Um, you know, I was I was working big hours. By the end of the day, I'd get home and I'm I'm just zonked. I didn't have the some days didn't have the will to bloody to have dinner, let alone go and, and start researching an area. So I stuck to what I knew. Um and then especially with JVing with people, I'm able to keep an eye on the projects because they're there. Uh, I'm not having to travel an hour up the road when I don't have an hour to get there, an hour at the job, an hour at home. Don't have that. So that's why I did Shepparton. Uh and that's why I stayed in my local area. Yep. Yep.
0: Fantastic. And then yep, the perfect one. You know you you know your local area better than any, any other area. Yeah. And you're a market expert, which is, which is, which is perfect. Yeah.
1: And that's it. And and it even came down to something as simple as um, prior to COVID, I was never, never too keen on the South end of Shep uh, being Kiala. Just the the numbers didn't, didn't stack up as well as, you know, as Shepard and proper or the North end of Shep and through COVID it sort of went back to, all things being equal, like it was just, if you get get your hands on something, get your hands on something now that the market's sort of cooled a bit, that disparity has literally come back mm. to the North being better than the south um, but funnily enough, the South is far more popular with people, and people want to move south, but the numbers don't stack up in the south like they do in the north,
0: yeah, I figure yeah, interesting um. Question, question that I just just realized as well. Um, with the training, you obviously joined Ultimate. And did you um go up in your training as well?
1: Yep. Yep. So yep. I joined Ultimate, uh, did Ultimate for three, four years. Yep. Um then when Fast Flip was offered, yep. um, did that. Um I've signed up to the PDS course with Jason and Amy. Yep. Um and then november twenty twenty one I stepped up to platinum got it okay. um and then i've I've done one full year in platinum and now I'm on my second run through
0: awesome, awesome so basically education you you've clearly understood the value of education after the first couple of years It's like yep yeah, i need to need to kind of go further yeah
1: <laughs> the way I look at it is um and share that to Narelle here that if I can find something and Norel can help me tweak it to be that little bit better. Platinum will pay for itself on that deal. Yeah. Um, and then if that's something that I can then replicate time and time again, well then it's going to pay for itself forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's, it might not be the, the sit down going through your fees or whatever. It might just be a comment that they make, which might be the, you know, since you're doing your own things, go and do a JV for, with someone and effectively double your, you know, potentially double your your margins or, you know, 140% your margins or whatever. And that might be the, the nugget of gold that you need at the time and you hear it then. You could have heard it 57 other times, but you weren't in the right frame of mind to hear it then and then off we go.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic
0: awesome awesome is there anything else that you want to say from a platinum point of view of of what it delivers
1: a lot um <laughs> it's there's a lot uh, but for me i find like the national conferences are fantastic um the networking and immersing yourself amongst like-minded people for three days um well two days initially and then three days after you do the first 12 months is just fantastic and some of the conversations you get to have with people you know i look look at it and go two years ago i never thought i would be having conversations with someone about you know that person's rooming house that they're they're building and then someone else who's building um apartments and selling them out time and time again you just go like we're like that's impressive, and just being able to have that person's attention, and and not even trying to get something out of them, but just talking to them because you pick up a little bit from here and a little bit from there, and and you go from there. But yeah, some of the people you meet are just awesome, just phenomenal, and they're usually the most unassuming person as well. They're, they're the quiet one in the room, or or you know the one that's, I don't know, drinking some hipster tea or, or something like that. And you just, and, and you sort of look at them and go, oh, oh yeah, no worries. And then you, you get talking to them, and they're like, oh, I've done this. And like you can't judge a book by its cover. And that's one good thing that i found with platinum is the, the books with sometimes that the most unassuming covers are the most impressive books.
0: Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's uh, it's fascinating. Been, been involved with, and, and it's, it's very much like that. Yes. Yeah. And obviously it would be awesome working with Narelle here. In, in yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah.
1: Get along really well with Narelle. Um And like her knowledge is just phenomenal. Um, like I thought I was well-versed in property and she just blows my mind what she knows. Wow. wow. Um, and yeah, she, she's been, fantastic unfortunately the first 12 months i'd sort of lined everything up and i hadn't done anything and you know a few people have sort of gone oh has it been worth your money doing platinum even though you didn't do anything it's like yeah because it now set me up for the second year and i've got some pretty big things happening this year that i've already lined up and Norel has given me the confidence for this so and and even just a sounding ah, oh, I think I'm doing uh think of um f- no got my words tangled. I'm thinking of doing it this way just because of X, Y, and Z, which I don't normally do. And she goes, yeah, no, nah, that's that's what I would be doing. So mm-hmm. cool. And it's just that extra, extra confidence boost to sometimes take that leap of faith.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Oh, great to hear. So um Luke, what would you tell others about the Isle of Real Estate community?
1: I tell a lot of people about it um, and what it offers and and things like that. A lot of people I find are just a bit hesitant to outlay money for education because you can get it off YouTube or you can get it off the internet somewhere. Um, But you you can also do your own dentistry, but you don't. Um so there there's one one mate of mine that I've been talking to him about it for a long time and he's joined and also now joined me in platinum. Um he starts in a in a couple of months. So he's he's a great resource now to have that it's good to have mates in the, you know, mates in the market, but now I've got a mate, you know, I've got a mate who is in the market, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a mate that I had prior to I Love Real Estate. And now I'm bringing him in and and it's it's really good because we just sit there and we bounce concepts off off each other. And if it's not through the the messenger group thread that we've got, it's phone calls. And I reckon I'll call him more than I've talked to my wife and my parents. Um don't tell them that. They'll probably hear this and and laugh, but anyway, it is what it is um and quite often my phone will ring and my wife will just look at me and goes that's Ben isn't it yeah it is okay. Yep, you know it but yeah. he's also he's also someone that when I was waking up at 4 a.m I could actually have a phone conversation with him because he was up at that hour too yeah. um so but yeah it, it just seems that a lot of people out there are happy to keep to their status quo um because the the pain of change is not greater than or is greater than the the pain of staying the same so mm-hmm. they're not willing to take that leap of faith and 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 do that and some of them are like no, nah, you know you've done it here's my money go find me a jv cool i'll do that so i'll make some money out of it and, and they could make more but they'd prefer to pay me i'm happy with that so why not but awesome. awesome. It's,
0: it's a fantastic nice. community to be a part of. Okay. Fantastic. Um now just just a couple of things. Uh Namus was asking, um, are you the work partner for all your JV deals? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh and also mentioned that um uh that was actually when you when you were mentioning about uh with platinum, she said that was actually what she felt first monthly platinum meeting was last night. Namus, awesome, awesome
1: welcome to the family.
0: <laughs> and I've got to say as well, for those of you who are ultimate students wondering about it, Platinum is a little bit of a more intimate family. <laughs> uh, very much a different group, just like uh, Lucas described. Uh, uh, and uh, it really is, uh, if you want to get serious, if you want to take it up a notch, consider consider Platinum.
1: Yeah, you get to you get to see those people typically every month. Now I, I don't get down to platinums as often as I should because it's two and a half hours each way for me, and and all of that. Now with my mate joining, we'll go down and we'll share the driving and and bunk together in the accommodation and stuff like that. So it will will help keep me accountable as well, uh, getting down there. But you get to see them every month, and so you'll get those relationships just because you're seeing. Everyone, all the time. Yeah. Got four and a half hours. Okay, so oh, for those of you don't know, Namus has oh, just said
0: four and a half hours either way. I'll, okay, I don't know if that's a record, but nah. I know that there's someone who does I'll eight take, hours.
1: Take my hat off with all my hat here. <laughs> no, nah, well done. But, well done. See, I, I get too comfortable in the car and I fall asleep. Yeah. I fall asleep. I'm so comfy behind the behind the wheel. So yeah, I don't I don't even chance it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hey, look, I've really, really enjoyed um, catching up and chatting, and, um, mate, you've done some phenomenal things, Uh, and I really appreciate you taking out the time to share uh, what you've done, Um, and it's so nice, you know, kind of hearing what you've said about um, obviously the community and Platinum as well, uh, with Narelle, your coach, so um, thank you. Thank you so much for for sharing. I hope everyone's kind of really um, enjoyed that. I know we've had some interaction here as well, Um, and, um, for everyone who's uh, tuning in as well, um, this is something that we try to do weekly. Uh, it's always fascinating. It's always insightful, and uh, Luke's uh, journey as well. It just yeah, love it. Awesome man. Awesome. Thank you. And it sounds like you're just on the way, and you're probably getting started into some bigger things as well. So, um...
1: not necessarily bigger. I don't think I want to go big because mm-hmm. big, big headaches sometimes, and I don't necessarily want the headaches. I'd rather, I'd rather stick to my knitting do what I know, refine the process and just keep going with that. Like I always wanted to, you know, do an apartment block or something like that. And then I'll look at it and go, oh, there's a lot of headaches there. And, you know, if one, one little thing goes wrong at the start, it can really stuff it up. And there's a lot, nah, stick to my knitting, stick to little stuff. And if once you get good at it, two or three little things are going to, give you a phenomenal lifestyle and, and quicker paydays than an apartment block. Like building apartments could be three, four, five years before you get a payday. Well, for some people, that's okay. You know, most of us aren't that good of money managers that we can make money last four or five years. So you need those small things to keep going. Um, plus, big things are slow and they're up. I like I like fast things because my attention spans that of a goldfish. Um, I like seeing progress. I like seeing things moving, things happening. You know, subdivisions are the the other one. I like the idea of it, but not a lot happens with subdivisions. You know, one day it's a paddock, then it gets slashed, then it gets carved, and and some pigs get thrown out and some concrete, and that takes six months. Well, that, that's not exciting. The bank balance <laughs> would be exciting, but nah, that's why I like doing what i'm doing but um yeah reno flips are now the thing because building's so expensive and blocks are so exp- and when when we can make really good margins on blocks versus building on it no we're, we're moving to reno flips
0: yeah now a couple of different points here are you listening to how luke is assessing the market and what's going to be right for the market as well you know you're finding something that's going to suit your strategy suit your temperament as well it comes back to that uh what you were saying before about the velocity of money that's what that's really the key is here isn't it it's just like how can you make things go faster so yeah
1: Yep.
0: awesome yep. hey well look um that's it for our lunchtime um we're gonna wrap it up and um uh have a fantastic saturday have a uh, an awesome uh weekend remember on sunday we have the Success Principles event with Nicole Beer. If you haven't registered already, you should do that. Join that one. If you've got to the point in the year where you've kind of like, you know, all your goals and intentions from when, when the kick over the new year and you want to get things rocking and rolling from the mindset side of things, make sure you connect up with Nicole on this Sunday. Um, but that's it from us. Have a fantastic um, afternoon, weekend. Luke, once again, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, do well, and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Really appreciate you taking up the time and sharing. Awesome, awesome journey. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, all good. All right, we're going to end off there. Catch everyone later, hey? All righty.
1: Thanks. See you now.
0: See Bye. ya